950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Batman Meal Show. That music means one thing and one thing only. That's right. Michael Broadcorp, kind enough to join us today to talk about Vikings. The Breakdown with Broadcorp and Becky is the fantastic podcast you can listen to. And, of course, uh, you should follow him on social media for his political takes. But we talk football here a little bit on the post-Vikings games. And, Michael, not the, the, not the ending that we wanted to see last night. It was not the ending that we wanted to see. Um, but, you know, I'm an internal optimist. I'm wearing my optimist sweatshirt right now for the Vikings. Um, it, you know, we lost. Uh, it was a close game. It was, you know, it, you know, defense just performed outstanding. Just did a fantastic job. And, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a pure analyst. I've always felt that defenses are harder to fix than offense. And the fact that this defense is clicking along right now, the way in which they are, I think is just fantastic. Uh, but the turnovers just killed us last night. Uh, and, they, and they really provided opportunities for Denver to come back and be in this game, which they shouldn't have been. Um, but what can we say? You know, we're, we, we didn't, we didn't, we're still on the bubble for a playoff spot. I just checked the stats before we, before this call began in my prep. We're still the number seven seed. We're still in the bubble. And we got a very light schedule remaining, aside from a couple uh, Detroit games. Yeah, we uh, should be able to still. There's still an opportunity for us. You you brought up the lost balls, and and in this case, the interception that Dobbs threw, and the the fumble yes. that, that the fumbled uh, that uh, that uh, Madison had, and and Dobbs had as well. I mean, those those were basically. Um, the, the, the difference there. I mean, and it really was. I mean, this is a game. These are, you know, even a, a Denver, which is not a great team. You give them the ball once or twice. Guess what? That's going to be enough to give them the win. And, and I think that you, you look at that. I mean, they didn't have any on Denver side. And that was something that the Vikings have been able to take advantage of on other teams. Denver was able to control the ball and prevent the ball from getting into the Vikings hands, uh, unexpectedly. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that stat right there is the reason the Vikings lost that game. Yeah, a couple other points. In the five losses this season, uh, they, the Vikings have lost the turnover battle thirteen to two. It means they've so in those five losses that they've had, it's all been about turnovers. They've you know they've turned the ball over thirteen more times, uh, thirteen times versus the, their opponents at two. And then the other point that the other stat I'd, I'd prep for tonight for our discussion here is the Vikings ran seventeen more offensive plays than Denver. Had a hundred more offensive yards, held Denver to two and twelve on third downs, and won time of possessions by nine minutes and lost. Yeah, uh, still lost the game all because of turnovers. Those are some great stats that some people have thrown out on social media that I had saved, and it really provides some good analysis into the game. It really establishes that turnovers consistently in analysis that I listed post game, and then what I saw on social media last night and today. Uh, it's been the turnovers, turnovers, turnovers that killed us. Yeah, I, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at you know Dobbs versus uh, Russell Wilson. If you looked at that game, you say, well, Dobbs outplayed Wilson, but Wilson's rating was 106.7, and Dobbs only had an 80.3. I just don't even, I, I that you know, it, when you put that on top of the stats you just mentioned, it it almost doesn't make sense. I mean, because Wilson looked bad a lot of this game. And even when he had opportunities like that first fumble and they're deep in Minnesota territory, he couldn't get the ball in the end zone. And so, you know, it really does kind of, I, 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 the Vikings outplayed Denver by a mile last night. 
There's no question. Uh, I watched it with my family, had some neighbors over. There was no question the Vikings played a better game overall than the Broncos did last night. The problem is the turnovers. Yep. And the stats, I think, show the stats that I read that others have noted uh, in the media and on social media and others. The stats are there. Uh, even though the Vikings lost, they did, the Vikings lost, I think they overall did play a better game. It's just those key moments, those turnovers that are just killing us right now. I'm going to ask you a hypothetical, and all oh, hypotheticals are great. Hypothetical, but I, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. If Justin Jefferson played in that game, would the Vikings have lost? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think they would have. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think, think so first of all, Justin Jeff, yeah, I think Justin Jefferson. I just want to make sure that I was thinking about that. Justin Jefferson is just is just an absolute force on the field. Uh, you know, he adds depth to the the offense. He's a, and it would just have been great to have him there. You got to remember something. I mean, what is incredibly surprising over these last you know five six games, the run that the Vikings have been through. And again, it's also important to note that you know they were was was it five in a row, six in a row last night. Uh, they would have had. I mean, they add going into that game. They have the longest streak in the NFL, longest NFL winning streak. That's impressive, and that's been accomplished largely by the defense. And mm-hmm. because because uh, Justin Jefferson has been out, you add him back into that game last night, and it really shakes up the dynamic. And it gives Dobbs another another target, another weapon on the field, and that would have been tremendously helpful. I think. I I, I think you you send him deep every time. He has to take two defenders with him, and that if you do that, the second you do that, I mean between uh, Hawkinson and and uh, Addison and KJ. You know, you can spread those three across the field. It becomes impossible to cover them. I mean, and and I and I understand that the Vikings are being cautious with them, and I'm not against being cautious. But I would say to myself, if I'm a little frustrated with the team because it feels like they're saying, "Oh, as long as we keep winning without him, that you know we'll keep going for it." Last night, I think it kind of came back and bit them a little bit. That was a one point difference. We Justin Jefferson is two or three points at least individually in a game. And and I think to myself that if he was on that field, I, I get you're trying to save him, but what are you saving him for? I mean, you've they've done a good job. They're six and five. They you and I have talked about when this was looking dark, and then we lost Kirk Cousins. The fact that we're at six and five, I think, is still a positive. But at the same time, I just yeah, I, I'm a little I'm worried that they are being way too cautious with Jefferson and holding him out when he might have been able to play last night. I can't say for sure. I'm going to go with the Vikings because they seem to be running themselves fairly well at this point. But at the same time, Justin Jefferson would have been that would have been a Vikings win. So your take is: had they put Justin on the put him on, they had had Jefferson on the field, they would have won. They're they're holding him back from these games. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad point. I mean, you know, Denver. I I guess you know, I see your point. I mean, you you bring Jefferson back for that game. You know, Denver's not some juggernaut. We still lost, but we got Chicago. We got the Bears coming up now. Just start him back. You you bring him back in. We're coming into you know the next couple of games. We're going to have a little bit of a softer schedule, and then we have then we have Detroit twice. We have Detroit uh, two of the last three games to close out the season. Um, boy oh boy, you know there's a real possibility here for the Vikings to still come through. And we were also in a real sweet spot yesterday when there was a possibility that Detroit was going to lose. Uh, there was you know having now a three Detroit now has a three game lead. At one point yesterday, there was a real possibility had Detroit lost and where the Vikings were playing, Detroit could have had a one-game lead over us. And then that really would have made the rest of the season season a heck of a lot more interesting. It's still going to be. 
I still think the Vikings, based on the stats that I've seen, what I've read today, if they continue to win their games, um, they, albeit, could kind of control their destiny a little bit if they win, if they win straight out. That's not a small order when you got two, when you got two games with Detroit coming down the road. But you still got Green Bay, you still got one Bear, one Bears games, and so there's, there's some real opportunity here for this Vikings team to still make the playoffs. I think it's a little harder for them to win the division. Um, yeah. but I think, I think it's, I think today was, I think yesterday's, yesterday's games makes it much more difficult for them to win the division, but I still think there's a possibility that this team makes the playoffs, which is astounding to think about yes. where we were five weeks ago, my friend. Uh, how about a defensive player that we need to give a lot of praise to? This Ivan Pace Jr. Holy gosh, uh, nine tackles Holy yesterday, boy. 29 on the season. He is, I mean, that defense punishes teams, and I'm loving it. I mean, as you, once they got to past week three, they've been a force. And Pace is an unexpected joy to watch because he really, as a linebacker, you know, he ha- he only has a half a sack this year, but he makes a lot of tackles out there and stops guys in their tracks. I mean, there's a reason why there were so many field goals in that game. It's the defense stopping these guys. They couldn't get 10 yards. Yes, and I think this defensive, the, Brian Flores as uh, defensive coordinator has done just a master, masterful job, an absolute master class. The number of, you know, field goals last night that kept, uh, Denver out of the end zone. This defense has just started really coming along. And again, I think it shows, uh, how much this team needed a kind of a defensive overhaul. They've got it this season. The numbers are there. The stats are there. If we could just, you know, again, have a quarterback, uh, and have some stability at that position, which is a lot to ask, uh, I think they were going to do great. I want to just point out one thing. Alexander Madison last night. Yes. The fumbles and some of the drops. Boy, social media has been hard on him. And I, I just want to point out something that Kevin O'Connell spoke to the media uh, earlier today. And someone tweeted, they said, bench Madison or I will leave my wife and children. Now, that seems a little extreme. <laughs> yes, but there is a lot of frustration right now about Alexander Madison and holding on uh, to the football. Now, as we've discussed before, Matt, I'm not aware that either you or I know I haven't, but I don't believe you've ever donned an NFL uniform before. Uh, holding on to the ball can be challenging. This gentleman has to hold on to it a little bit better. Yeah, he, he does, but he also had one of his better yardage games last yesterday, which was also did, uh, nice yeah. to see. Although I do have some questions about that dude's family life because I don't think that the guy thinking he's going to leave it. Yeah. I, I, I think you're, if you're at the point where Madison's performance is going there, I, I think you need to go see, talk to a counselor. All right, let's look yeah, at. The, no, you're spot on. <laughs> let's look at the rest of the season here because I, I, you are optimist. I am. I'm. I'm not a pessimist per se, but I'm. I think the worst the Vikings are going to go is three and three. I think that Raiders game is looking a lot tougher. The Bengals game is looking a lot easier. Those two Lions games are out there. Bears are not. I mean, yesterday you mentioned the Bears Lions game. Bears clearly came to try to win that game and almost pulled it off in Detroit. I don't know if you can look past the Monday night game we got with the Bears coming up. Um, that then they're at the Raiders, they're at the Bengals, home versus the Lions, home versus the Packers, and at the Lions. I, I think that the Vikings can sh- for sure beat the Bears, beat the Bengals, beat the Packers. I'm a little concerned about the Raiders. I think they can p- pick that one up. I'm very concerned about the two Lions games. But I'm at least I think they're going to go four and two. And if they go four and two, they're they're ten and seven. They're definitely a playoff team, and they're one of those teams. If you get to ten and seven with all they've been through, they're not going to be a team you can look past. 
No, I think that, and that's one of the things. I think that's. I think you're you're giving them. You put them at ten and seven. I, I that's not seven. an unfair position. Okay. That's not un, That's not that's that's a fair position. That's a fair fair setting. And if the Vikings then at that point come into the playoffs at ten and seven, um, they'll likely would they would likely face Detroit if they're the, if they're the seven. Uh, they'd likely face Detroit. That means they you know they got the any advancement through the playoffs for the Vikings is going to go through Detroit at least. That means that two more games yet they get to play, um, and then potentially in the playoffs we'll see what happens. I mean. I think the Bengals got better, unfortunately, because of Joe Burrow. I think the Vikings' opportunities with the Bengals are have improved. Raiders concern me. You've got to remember something. As we talked last week, I had a little concern about the Broncos coming in because they had just beat the Bills and they had a little bit of swagger, a um, little bit of swagger with them. And so we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens. But there's a real possibility that this team makes the playoff. And if you get Jefferson back, and you get some type of stability more in this quarterback position. They can they can win. They've shown that mm-hmm. some of the games that they've won with Dobbs over the last five games that they won, there was I guarantee you, Matt. When you and I look back at some of our analysis, we did not expect them to win, and they could. They have the potential to win. Yep. Just which game shows up, and if they can get those fumbles and can hold on to some of those turnovers and some of those fumbles and the turnovers, they're going to be in a much better position. Uh, just by the way, just to look at it, because I just pulled it up here. Uh, Lions, they host the pack. They're going to beat the living daylights of the Packers on Thanksgiving Day. I guarantee you that. At the Saints, because they haven't, they've already had their bye week. So they got seven left. They're at the Saints, at the Bears. Uh, they host the Broncos, at the Vikings, at the Cowboys, and then home versus the Vikings. Um, I'll tell you that at the Cowboys looks a little rough. But I could see them, you know, I'm not sure they're going, they might be, the. they could get the bye. They could get the bye. They we, absolutely could. Yeah. Remember how the season started? They went into Kansas City and won. Yep. Well, and um, I'm going to do something just unholy on Thursday. I'm going to be rooting for the Packers. Okay. Okay. Are are you sure you just don't want to have an early dinner and then kind of just avoid it? Just turn on the second game. Turn on the Dallas game. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to meet with my priest in advance because it's really just I really feel unhealthy about it. But I'm gonna probably be rooting for the Packers privately, not with any type of fanfare, just inside my head. Oh God. Uh, that's, that's the indigestion course. I'm glad they get that game out. They're getting that game out early this year. Speaking of Thanksgiving. Okay. You and I can focus on, on Vikings. Clearly we could talk about politics, but with Thanksgiving coming up here, let's talk a little bit about your food choices on Thanksgiving. Obviously I, I just had our food guy on to talk about, you know, some people do prime ribs some people doing ham. I'm Turkey all the way. Are you team Turkey? I'm team Turkey. Uh, the, 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 the the woman that I host the podcast with, Becky, she is uh, turkey on Thanksgiving. We've had a number of food fights. Uh, she likes to throw ham in there occasionally. I am anti-ham on any meal, but Thanksgiving is one of my favorites because of the turkey. It's just wonderful. Uh, I love the turkey, and I'm all turkey in. All right, so uh, your, your must-side, you, do you guys host at your house, or do you go to someone else's house? We, we will be, we'll be out of, we'll, we'll be with relatives, uh, we'll be with some in-laws, um, but turkey is, turkey's big and sides, dressing, everything. So it's always a family affair, whether we're hosting or not. So let's, let's get through some of these sides here. Okay. I want to hear more about some of these food ideas. All right. Green, uh, green bean casserole, right? I'm, I'm presuming that's a gimme at your place too. 
It's at the table. I, I'm not a big fan of it, uh, but it's there. I, it, it's always a fan. I, I'll have a, a little bit of it. I'm surprised at how many people that's the the dish they go to first. Uh, stuffing this year. I'm doing uh, wild rice cranberry sausage stuffing. Uh, yeah, and after the show, if you give me your address, because I'm going to stop by and pick some of that up. <laughs> you can, you can, you're, you can, I will make sure you, I will have a plate for yes. you if you want it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, do you know what kind of stuffing you're going to have? Uh, kind of traditional, okay. probably just traditional straight, nothing nothing too fancy, but I'm a, I love stuffing, and I, I, I'm a big stuffing guy. All right. Mashed potatoes is obviously there. I got butternut squash. Absolutely. I got butternut squash. I do a little oh. syrup, a little, little cinnamon, a little nutmeg in there. Very tasty. Uh, I also do a Brussels sprouts recipe, which is fantastic. It's uh, made with a little bacon, a little uh, balsamic vinegar, a little heavy cream in there. It's, it, it actually makes Brussels sprouts really tasty. <laughs> so we do that. Brussels uh, sprouts are great. Oh, I, I love them. I love them with that little bit of balsamic vinegar in them. I like any greens, I like spinach with vinegar. Uh, you know, kale with vinegar. I'm I'm kind of one of those guys that as long as I can do a lot of those greens, as long as you know, because of my New England upbringing, I I like a little yep. vinegar in there. That's great. Uh, most important question when it comes to side syrup. Yep. Uh, is cranberry. I just made Where are you on cranberries. I made my cranberry sauce. As I came here, uh, before I came here today, it takes about 20 minutes to make cranberries, little, uh, one cup of water, one cup of sugar, uh, some orange zest, a little orange juice. You cook it up until the cranberries pop, put it into a dish, put it in the fridge. It will, it will seize up by the time you get to Thanksgiving. I like it because it tastes, I mean, I, the canned stuff is canned stuff. This is a very fresh, it's a very different beast, and I like it that way. Yeah, I'm a can guy. Uh, I always, ha- always have it, always will be. I will say, that um, when we have Thanksgiving with family, um, a number of folks will bring different varieties of cranberries, and that's fine. I'm just I'm a big connoisseur and a big advocate and a fan of cranberries from a can. I just love it. There's something that just harkens back to just always kind of a traditional Thanksgiving for me. I think the Pilgrims had that. I think they had cans of, of cranberry. That that was pretty original, I think. And you can tell Becky, I think they told them not to get that ham anywhere near there. That's not a, that's not an option. I think that was the original Boy. thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, pies. Where where Where's your pie selection? I, I uh, Apple, occasional pumpkin, but there has to be apple. And I'll maybe throw in cherry, but apple is kind of where I'll go, and a little bit of pumpkin. How about you? Uh, we got pecan. We got uh, cherry. Uh, we this is our first year. We're not doing a pumpkin pie because no one else was eating it. I was the only one eating it. Uh, and then we got because of the kids. Someone brought in a French silk pie a few years ago, and the damn kids fell in love with it. And so now they want a French silk pie. It's 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 just it goes against everything. But they want the dang thing, so they get a French silk pie on Thanksgiving while the rest of us have cherry and pecan. Well, man, I, I got to tell you, it is Thanksgiving. You have to be thankful, thankful to yourself too. Nothing wrong with you having a pumpkin pie just for yourself, okay? Yeah, it, it, it was. There is nothing wrong with it outside of the fact that you know, by the fourth or fifth serving, it, it was it was kind of waning a little bit. Oh boy, I love I just, and, and that's the great thing about Thanksgiving. I hope everybody travels safe. But the food and the and just the conversation with people and being thankful. Uh, Thanksgiving is one of my absolutely favorite holidays. Uh, I, I, agreed, agreed. I love the family getting together. I love, I love even watching bad football teams. I enjoy that, and I love getting together. I'm thankful for you, my friend. Uh, have a safe, thankful wonderful you, sir. Uh, travel. Safe. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll actually talk to you next Tuesday because the Vikes got the Monday night game with the Bears. 
I will be there, and I will report diligently on, on uh, Tuesday. All right, sir. Take care. Michael Broadcorp, our Vikings expert, our turkey expert as well on a Thanksgiving week. We'll take a break. Come on back. Wrap up the show for a Monday, 952-946-6205. The Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.